The foot was saved, the dinner was delicious, and we had a great time with our guests. You're spending five minutes with the missionary. This podcast is a window into missionary life. It's fun, it's personal, it's real, and it's always an adventure. During season one, LCMS missionaries serving around the globe consider the topic of home. Today, we'll hear from Reverend JP and Amy Sima. JP and Amy live in Cambodia. JP serves the Cambodia Lutheran Church to equip and empower the leaders of the church with informal mentorship and formal theological education, while Amy serves as the mercy manager for the Asia region. Hello, we are the SEMA family, JP, Amy, Celeste, Bella, and Isaac, serving as LCMS missionaries in the Kingdom of Cambodia. Although we've been serving in Southeast Asia for more than 14 years, we've been in Cambodia for just over three, and half of that time has been during COVID. We live in Phnom Penh, the capital city, and home to around 2.1 million of Cambodia's 17 million people. Traditionally, city residents live in apartments or houses in large, densely populated buildings with businesses on the ground level and residential space on the upper levels. The heart of the city is loud, busy, and vibrant, with people always coming and going on bicycles, motorbikes, cars, or other motorized carts called tuk-tuks. We live in a bore, which is Khmer language for neighborhood, about 15 minutes out of the city center. People enjoy living in Borés because they are safer, cleaner, and offer some outdoor space to walk and chat with neighbors. In our Boré, we are the only American family. Living in a Cambodian neighborhood has given us many opportunities to learn about the Khmer culture and religious practices, as well as provide opportunities for witness. In our previous field of service, we lived in a small apartment. But in Cambodia, we are able to rent a house with four bedrooms for the same price. Having that extra bedroom is a wonderful blessing that enables us to use our house to serve others. Currently, for example, we are hosting a member of our youth group because her village was barricaded by the police due to a high number of COVID cases and she could not return home for at least three weeks. We also have a large living room and kitchen area, which is helpful when we host youth group, local church activities, have at-home worship during COVID, or host visitors. Having a large space to host is definitely our favorite thing about where we live. The first year after we moved here, we had power cuts for six to seven hours each day over a 10-week stretch during the hottest time of the year. We made a conscious decision not to purchase a generator because of safety and environmental concerns, but without a fan to move the air in 100-degree weather, life gets challenging, especially with napping babies. During that time period, uh, extensive work was being done on the city's water lines, and a water main was broken, causing limited supply to our home. We quickly learned from our friends that we should buy a large plastic trash can to put in our bathroom and fill with water whenever it was available so that we could use it for the toilet or washing when water wasn't available. 
In Cambodia, most people don't host friends in their homes for meals or get-togethers. That's more reserved for family. When friends get together, it's more common to go out. For our family, however, hosting is a big part of our ministry. In the first year alone, we hosted more than 150 people for meals or gatherings and around 35 as house guests for anywhere between one day and two weeks. In 2007, when we moved to Asia, we moved with six suitcases, a pack and play, a bag of books, and a six-month-old. 14 years in Asia has taught us a few things about hosting. First, always have an assortment of soda, coffee, and tea to serve guests, even if you don't drink them yourself, because your guests might prefer something that you don't, and it's hospitable to make them happy. It's also good to have snacks on hand, and for that matter, extra food in the house, in case chatting should extend into mealtime. We also learned that by experience. Around 10 years ago, a pastor in our previous field of service asked if he and his family could come for a visit just before the Lunar New Year celebration. As is customary, I prepared snacks and beverages for our visit in the 2 o'clock hour. Then 2 o'clock passed... Three o'clock passed. I think it was closer to four when his family of four arrived with two extra guests. After a while, JP and I realized we were going to need to prepare a meal for everyone as the evening was approaching. The children were playing upstairs and I set out for a quick trip on the motorbike to buy some food while JP entertained our guests. After 15 minutes, I was able to buy what I needed at the market and then JP called. One of the children of our guest jumped off the bunk bed, and while hanging from the curtain rod, managed to pull it down, slicing our daughter's foot with the screw on the end of the rod. She was bleeding and needed to go to the clinic to get a stitch or two on her foot. I quickly brought the food home, took her to the clinic down the road to get stitched up, and returned to make dinner for our unexpected guests. The foot was saved, the dinner was delicious, and we had a great time with our guests. And I would say that that story beautifully encapsulates the ups and the downs of mission life. Thanks for spending five minutes with the missionary. To learn more about JP and Amy, go to lcms.org SEMA. You can also sign up for their newsletter using the link in the show notes. You can find this podcast on kfuo.org slash missionary podcast or anywhere you get your podcasts. Have you ever thought about being a missionary? Reach out to mission.recruitment at lcms.org to learn more.